Hey. hey! I'm Savannah. And I'm Delaney. And this is the Crime Chronicles. Woo woo! This is our 17th, 17th, excuse me, episode. episode. I don't know if you guys just heard that. I just cracked my knuckles really loudly and <laughs> so I don't loud. know if it picked up on the audio, so I apologize if it did. That's just me. That's just happening. That's just how I am. Anyway, well, welcome back everyone. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Yes, um, it was great. Yeah. We... We've been recording... Quite a bit yeah, today. we've been pre-recording, which is a nice feeling, kind of we getting kind everything of out of the way. Feels very relieving because yeah. we're not like. By the time this episode is out, we'll be in school. So. You. That's a bad thought. That's a bad thing. Don't tell me that right now. Anyway, so. <laughs> yeah, we'll be having a fun time with that, but that's why we're pre-recording is so we can like. Get Have our first week of school cool. and just be <laughs> like, <gasps> whoa, classes. Because <laughs> not fun. Yeah. Hate actually. So yeah. Um. This case today is going to be kind of crazy. It's not a traditional case that you normally do. Um, it's like a little different format than what yeah. we you generally do. do. Yeah, it's not like a normal true crime thing necessarily, but it is pretty crime-filled. And it's say. also like very much of a much-needed break after we hit you with Ted Bundy and then immediately, and then immediately after hit you with Catherine Knight. Because both of those were rough. <laughs> so rough. Like Ted Bundy Part 3 and Catherine Knight wrecked me. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you guys know, but... Savannah and I literally, after recording Catherine Knight earlier today, we literally had to take, like, three hours and decompress. We just literally just, like, hugged right after we finished recording. Because we watched a a show for, like, three hours. (laughs) We we had to go watch a show with Andrew Garfield. Because, Because comfort man. Love Love him. Love Andrew Garfield. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) if you guys didn't listen to the Catherine Knight episode, it was way heavier than I think Savannah anticipated. Oh, because I had no idea what it was. Yeah. And so we were both just like, whew, because I just did all the research on it, and she heard it. It was a lot. There was a lot going on, but this one isn't lighter, but it isn't as dark in the same sense as Catherine Knight. Because obviously all true crime things are are not light. No. But this is going to be a shorter... um, Different format. Yeah, it's different it's, type it's just, of vibe. It's just gonna be a little better. Yes. Um, but yeah. So before we get started, um, we just want to thank the true crime community first of all. We because love we you guys. Love you guys. We're like, last week we hit like eight hundred, almost yeah, almost eight hundred and fifty. Yeah. Which like, is l- on Instagram. Like which I is think. The cr- let me go look. But I think currently, as we are speaking at this exact moment, we have eight hundred and forty-two followers. Yeah, which is like. Crazy. literally insane to us so thank you guys so much anyone who has followed us listened um any of the other fellow podcasts like you guys are the best people literally ever. we love you like literally i was listening to evil pudding podcast courtney and patrick the other week and they were talking about like how much their friendships that they made meant to them and i literally messaged them right after and i was like you guys are the sweetest that made me tear up because it was just like so Aww. nice it was like i just love everyone in the true crime community like like you guys everybody are is the best best of friends like everyone is so nice and supportive yeah it's just it's nice it's love great. them so it's favorites yeah so and right. then really really quickly before we actually jump into the episode today i wanted to mention a more local true crime case that we were asked to talk about by one of the followers yeah so someone again we talk about at the beginning of our episodes like uh true crime updates just that are happening and then we ask anybody who has something that they want us to cover, just message us. So yeah. this person did. But. So this person messaged us about, and I don't know if you guys have heard this name or not because it is 
a more local case, so mm-hmm. it, it doesn't. It's not a lot gotten of some media coverage, but not a ton. Mm-hmm. I do know that it was a part of the true crime community because I did see things on it, but not a but lot. not a ton. Yeah. So quickly, we were asked to just mention Riley Whitelaw, mm-hmm. who was killed by one of her coworkers at a Walgreens during her shift, and there's more to it. Like I've looked into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were asked by one of our followers um, just to mention it and to kind of just talk about yeah. how heavy of a situation how that horrific is. that kind of whole situation was because it was, it's yeah do you want to talk it's about just it? like shocking i think because also this is another one of those that we're talking about someone who was like our age mm-hmm. yeah and like so to hear about it from someone like following us that went to her school is just yeah horrific so this follower said she went to school with her and yeah have a quote from that message and she said yeah, I went to, like, the vigil because I sort of knew her from band because she was in color guard, and it was just awful. It's so sad. Yeah, so... And so, she just asked that we talk about, uh, R- L- Riley Whitelaw, um, and we may cover that case eventually. Yeah. I'm not sure because we do have a lot, like, already lined up. But... But just, if you want to, look into her story see if there's any sort of way you can support her family during this time. Mm-hmm. It, it did happen early June. Yeah. And I feel bad that we didn't mention it earlier, but our schedules have also been, like, all over the place. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah. Yeah. So, so, quickly, we just wanted to send thoughts and prayers to her family and to those who knew her. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Yeah, so... so that is our true update. But yeah, again, PSA, if you want us to talk about anything, like, quickly, like, a little update like this, or just, um, in a whole episode, please let us know. DM us on our Instagram, message us. Um, send us, like, when we do our poll thing. Exactly. Like, Literally send us a question. Anything. Yeah. So. Alright. We'll see you guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Today, we, I will be covering the case, except it's not really a case, it's just the troubled teen industry. Um, so it's, again, not a case, it's just at large a situation or an industry. Um, so it's called the Troubled Teen Industry or Troubled Youth Program, as a lot of people also know it. So I will be talking about that. And just as a warning, this episode is going to be all over the place because this is, again, not normal structure, so it's not going to be like a case by case. This is the background. This is the crime. Like, yeah, it's a lot of so but it's much gonna stuff. it's going to be great. So yeah, it's I'm gonna, excited. Yeah, we're gonna get mad today. Oh, so I am ready. So all right, I will be. Here we go. The troubled teen industry or troubled youth program is is an organization of hundreds of boarding schools, religious centers, wilderness retreats, rehabilitation centers, and therapeutic residential treatment schools in America. Most operated in Utah or around that area. Some in like Colorado, Arizona, but really pretty much anywhere in the states. Um, they're designed to use tough love quote-unquote, uh-huh, and uh-huh. modern psychological Whatever. treatments to help troubled, at-risk, or previously traumatized kids and teens. I've heard minimal things about this. Yeah, Delaney knows a little bit, but she I is, don't know she's much. not ready. Um, these organizations have been up and running for roughly 50-plus years, a little more than that. Um, How? Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and it's estimated that each year over 50,000 kids and teens are forced into these programs against their will. 50,000? Like, it's, it's huge. It's, this network is gigantic. Like, it's huge. There's so many kids going into it. There's so many, like, funds going into it. 
they're making a ton of money because it's super expensive to send your kid to these. Yeah. But, oh my god. So, um, it's also estimated that roughly 120, or, yeah, 120,000 are living in the program at, at any given time. Bringing them billions and billions of dollars. So, anyway. this is a very, like, they bring in a ton of money. Um, it's not a non-profit. <laughs> no, it is very much not. Um, these organizations, both separately and as a whole, have been accused countless times of extreme abuse and mishandling of their wards, and are still allowed to operate with virtually no supervision or regulation by the state or the entire federal government. That is crazy to me, because- Bullshit. <laughs> literally, like, I know this is different, and I know that- <laughs> I'm sorry. This is so serious. I'm in the middle of, like, a serious rants, man. Over I took here. a bite of my tostada. <laughs> she took a bite of her tostada, and she, like, didn't want you guys to hear it, so she turn turned away. Anyway, continue. <laughs> anyway. So, but I know that, like, this is entirely different, but, like, I've worked at a summer camp, and the amount of regulations we have to follow and, like, cleaning procedures... This like nowhere even, near that. Like, we no. have to... Like, I'm not even... Like, I'm a minor, and I have to have a background check run on me before I'm allowed to work at the camp during the summer. Like, there are things that are in place, and, like, we're mandated reporters. And so Mm -hmm. it's, like, the fact that these type of things can run with absolutely zero regulations baffles me. Yeah, it's- and they've always been able to, like, escape the law, essentially. So- Bullshit is what that is. Again, very extreme- emphasis on multiple claims and proven cases of abuse and mishandlement. So, um... This isn't speculation. Mm-hmm. Many of the kids who enter the program never come home. And if they do, they're more traumatized than when they left. That's horrible. So, today we'll be diving into how this industry is generally operated, victims' stories, and the legal and social movement advocating to shut it down. In an article about this, they state a quote that I think think sums this up really well and says quote creating situations in which the severe treatment of powerless people is rewarded inevitably yields abuse which is dead ass what this whole thing is so before we get into it i'm going to kind of give background on how this was like essentially formed or how this idea started to be like come about all right so okay so this is a little bit of the background yes this is it's it's you know it's around the same yeah so according to multiple sources More than 50 of these uh, troubled teen industry programs can be directly traced back to a prominent cult called the Synanon. What? This started with... A cult. You heard me correctly. Oh, So this is a cult called Synanon. I was sitting next to her when she was finishing up research and I saw something about a cult, but... (laughs) So. What? Synanon occult. Synanon was an anti-drug cult founded in 1958 that was marketed as a treatment program for heroin addicts. Excuse me. You really <laughs> struggled to get that word out. Whew, I was having a hard time. So, okay. essentially, they um, advocated to adult heroin addicts and were like, we can help you. Um, like, this is a treatment thing to help you what with your addiction. <laughs> yeah, so, this treatment focused on, quote, breaking the patients with tactics such as isolation, humiliation, oh, no, no, no. hard labor, and sleep deprivation. All four of those will fuck you up. Like, what, from what I've heard about the troubled teen industry, like, that... Not much has changed. Yeah. Hint. That is very prominent. Anyways, I can't feel your... <laughs> yeah. Shit. So, Synanon so. is infamous for an instance in, what they put, in which they put a live rattlesnake, uh, rattle removed, 
in the mailbox of a lawyer who had previously sued the cult. Oh so my he, god. Like, they, like, straight up put a, like, rattlesnake in his thing to, like, bite him, but, like, they put took the rattle off so he wouldn't know that it was in there. That's insane. Which is, like... And this is the basis for the treatment center which people send their kids to. Yes. Which is, is just great. That is very correct. So this cult was, like, like for adults, technically. Yeah. But, like, adult heroin addicts specifically. So, in 1971, an organization called The Seed, which was copied after the Synodon... Ugh, I don't like uh, the name! Oh, I skipped a whole sentence. The Synodon shut down in 1991, but was actively copied. Okay. That's okay. What, <laughs> so, in 1971, an organization called The Seed was given a federal grant... I don't like to, The Seed. Don't like I don't that like name. that name. Anyways. So, <laughs> was given a federal grant to practice these same methods, but with drug-affected teens. The... The government federal gave them... Government, federal government gave them a grant to continue this. Who? Who so, made that decision? I just want to talk. <laughs> like, I don't know who thought this was a good idea. Like, who saw these forms of punishment, which aren't even used, like... Well, they weren't even punishment. That's, like, how they were supposed to, like, live. Anyways. Like, just... <laughs> but they saw this, which are literal forms of torture, and were like, this is, yes, this. This is, this is good. But for a teen. So... Oh, my... God, anyways. An investigation by Congress in 1974 found out that the group used literal brainwashing tactics that they'd also uh, seen used in North Korea. Like, they compared those two. And, like, I don't know much about North Korean shit, but, like, that's... I know that for for a fact that that is not good. <laughs> it's not good. The is The face she is make, making is... Shocked. Pure pure shock. My mouth is not closed. <laughs> it's wide open. It was hanging. <laughs> this is so, wild. Congress found that. And they're like, hey guys, maybe we shouldn't do that. So they yeah, just I changed why. to a different name and kept going. And the Congress was like, whatever. Congress really saw that. It was like, eh. guys, don't do that anymore. And then they were like, what if we change our name? And they're like, okay. I have like a really hyper-specific story that compares to that. <laughs> our language arts class last year. Oh no. Our language arts teacher would be like, guys, oh, yeah. <laughs> put your phones away. And we'd literally look her dead in the eye and, like, set the phone down on the table. She would walk away and we'd pick it back up and she'd see us. And she or just she'd be like, we anything. have different assigned seats today and then we'd all go sit in the same corner of the room. Yeah. Like, Anyways, did not. This gives similar energy. You are very correct. <laughs> so, their different name, not really much better than the seed, was called Straight Ink. Like, oh, Incorporated. that's good. I mean, like, Monsters some... Inc. vibes. <laughs> TVH. <laughs> Monsters Inc. vibes. Anyway, so, Delaney just stole my whole Hostata, and I'm very offended. Anyway, so, <laughs> so, interesting thing I literally found about this how much the fucking government was on their side. First Lady Nancy Reagan, oh. like, President Reagan's, like, former yeah. President Reagan's wife. Declared it her favorite anti-drug program. Are you kidding me? I'm not even kidding. Because Reagan was, like, war on drugs. Like, yeah. that was the whole era. Like, er, like late 70s, early 80s. Yes, I remember this. Like, so, so she straight up was like, this is my favorite anti-drug program. This is great, guys. No, ma'am, it's not. The, no, ma'am, it is not. The same one that you just shut down because North Korean brainwashing tactics. Yes. Yeah, that's Except your Except they didn't shut that down because they just changed their name. So. That's right. <laughs> no, oh it was not shut gosh. down. So, that was, like, the background. And essentially just visualize, like, this kept going for years, all the way up to now. 
So the most average, like, a lot of the stories I'll be telling is, like, early 2000s, because that's a lot of um, those victims who are older and, like, adults now can talk about it. Yeah. Um, so I'll kind of just be explaining, essentially, like, an overview of what they market and how they get kids there and their day-to-day life, essentially. Okay. So that's I am kind of prepared. I labeled this the drill. <laughs> the drill. Her, <laughs> I, I looked at her document... Um, for this, and her titles are so funny, because oftentimes <laughs> my titles are, like, the morning of, or, like... Well, sometimes I do that. Sometimes, not always. You have the wildest titles yeah. sometimes. Like, the I one, look at the one about girl. the cult was called cult, cult shit? shit? Question, 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 yeah. question mark. So, so, anyway, <laughs> this is the drill. These programs are marketed specifically to the parents of children who are struggling with literally anything you can think of. So, like, Literally anything. So, like, like a don't... parent could be like, my teen's struggling, but they're just doing normal shit and send them there? Yes. Okay. Yep. Anyways. So, aka, these are just, like, a list of things. And, like, some of them are things that you might need to get help for. Yes, so, like, genuinely. Yes. Drugs slash alcohol. Depression or suicidal thoughts. Anxiety. Bullying, aka they are being bullied or they are the bully themselves. Odd. Okay. General defiance. Like... Like, I don't want to make my bed this morning. Yes. Oh, okay. Um, committing crime or just, like, run-ins with the law to, like, that kind of trouble. Mm-hmm. Past trauma that they're still recovering from. And even things as small as poor study habits. Are you for real? Yep. Those are all things that have been cited as reasons why they went there. There are, like... Okay, that genuinely terrifies me because I have, like, close personal friends mm-hmm. that I know who, like... Their parents get on them all the time about studying and shit. And I'm like, the fact that that's marketed... Well, because it's specifically as, marketed to parents to just be like, we can fix your kid. Like, that, like, anything, genuinely like, terrifies anything that me. it is. Like, I don't... Like, I didn't, like, process that until now. But, like, in my mind, like, I could see, like, one of my friend's parents legitimately, like, like sending... Because it's marketed to parents to, like, literally we can just, like, fix your kid for, like, anything that they And, like, I right. know people whose parents yeah. would. Yeah. That's... Because it, it happens awful. a lot. Yeah. It's... It happens way too much. So... Oh, my God. <sighs> so they advertise, advertise themselves as a tough love and therapeutical center that will, quote, help your child go back to their normal selves and be more obedient, responsive, responsive and normal. So... <laughs> sure. <laughs> so it's essentially just a reform school. Um, but, but dressed up in fancy terms, and you can also, like, have different circumstances. Like, it can be religious-based, or it can okay, be wilderness-based, or, like, it's multiple factors like, that can go. It it's can like be an all-girls school, branches. it can be an all-boys school, like, yeah, there's different okay. branches of it. But they're all essentially reform schools. Um, so they're really, really big on the tough love aspect of it, explaining to parents that it's not going to be all soft unicorn land. And they will use extreme measures to fix their children. Soft unicorn land. Yeah, they're like, I know. Savannah was researching and she sent a photo of that phrase to our group chat. And, like, the two other friends that are in this group chat do not, like, true crime at all. And they were like, okay. And I was like, what the fuck is that about? Because you don't hear that in... Normal conversation. Delaney was concerned. I was really concerned for her mental health when I saw that she wrote that and I knew what case she was researching. (laughs) You are like, oh. I was like, Savannah? So yeah, this, like, emphasis on tough love 
was essentially like the cover or excuse to hide the literal abuse and inhumane tactics oh they were God. using. So they were like, it's going to be not fun for them. But and it's going to be great up for them. told people's parents that their children will try to manipulate them oh. into thinking that they're, the place they're at is bad. Or like they're hurting them. See, now that's a red flag. So they were like, your child will try to manipulate you and try to prove to you that we're being abusive. But we're not. So don't believe your child. That's a red flag if I've ever Which seen Which is one. like, why the fuck would you say that? Yeah. That is so... No. Like, I don't know how a parent could sit there, see that, and be like, okay, so I'll still send them. Like, no. And there's more red flags later. <laughs> this oh, is not this the is... only red flag. Good. So, Good. Great. There's a reason this episode that you're currently listening to is titled Troubled Teen Industry Kidnappings. Yeah. The way that the kids were taken to the school was via full, legally permissible, parentally signed kidnapping. Oh my god. So, the, like, they deadass kidnap children and bring them to these schools. Now, I'm going to tell you about how the kidnapping works and how fucking not okay it is. I am so, really concerned. This is based on most victim retellings, all from varying schools. Um, like, so this is generally how most of the abdu- abductions happen. The child is at home or another place they're staying at, aka a hotel or a friend or a parent's home. Oh, so they're friends? Just, they can take them from a fucking... They can take them from anywhere. That's horrible. But it's Anyways. mostly, like, when they know where they are. Yeah. Like, they won't, like, go to a mall or something. Um, so... One or more physically intimidating man breaks in the house. Hell no. Immediately no. Like, they barge in the door, they break open the door, dressed in black clothes and a mask, and immediately physically pins down or interferes physically with the child. Nope. So multiple people have said they, like, push them down on their knees, they pin them to their bed where they were sleeping, like, they'll knock their head against a counter, like- Oh my god. They'll hurt them. So immediately no because my worst fear is a home like, invasion. Literally people breaking in. That's I my, cannot do that's it. my like nope. Like freaking, that shit freaks, freaks me, me out. out. It's so scary. So that like this is but the parents know. And the kids oh, don't. Oh my god. The kids have no idea that this is gonna happen. The parents don't tell them. Hell no. So they, they don't know what's going on and they like look to their parents and like what the hell? Like, like why and are the parents you doing just don't anything? say anything. Yeah. Because they because they know about it. So, then, in pretty much every case I have seen, the man states, we can do this the easy way or the hard way, but you're coming with me. That is so creepy. But you're coming with me. That's so, honestly, okay, I'm sorry, but it sounds corny. Yes, it sounds like, like, we can do this the easy way or the hard way, but you're coming with me. That was such a bad voice, and I apologize (laughs) for anyone who had to hear that. I apologize for headphone users everywhere. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, but that's, they literally would be like, we can do this the easy way or the hard way. And every single video or, like, written thing, they all said that's that. That's terrifying. So, like, literally one of these girls said she was, like, sleeping in her bed and she was, like, in a t-shirt but she didn't have any underwear on. So she oh tried God. to go in this drawer to grab her underwear and the women, w- there was a woman with him this time. And she, like, grabbed her arm and said, no, you can't do that. Uh- like, Bitch, no. Like, let her put on some fucking pants. Like, it's not a... Okay. So, child is then either driven or flown to one of these centers or schools, often blindfolded or otherwise visually restricted. That is the most terrifying shit. This is to prevent the child knowing where they're going and where they are once they reach their destination. 
So you're not allowed to know where you're going, and you're not going to know once you get there. They don't tell you. Sometimes they tell you the state, but not always. Uh, so That's like this is a, This is another red flag that I'm like, how the fuck do parents do this? Parents are also not allowed to know where their location okay, is. Okay, that's fucking Unless weird. it's a school that offers visits because it's really close. So, like, if the school offers visits, then you can kind of know where it is. But most of them, they you're not allowed to know. That's... How... Like, as a parent, how do you allow that? How do you, like, this is a good thing. Especially, I'll have these people kidnap my children and bring them to somewhere that I don't know where it is. Like, I'll, somewhere that I have no idea where it is. That seems like, fine. Also, especially if you're the type of parent that's gonna send your kid somewhere because you're concerned for their well-being. Like, this is not good for their well-being. <laughs> it's like... Like, this is trauma. Immediately. Yes. Yes. This oh. is... This is a traumatic experience. Also, I don't know why, but, like... If you're the type of parent that's, like, gonna get after your child for having poor study habits and send them to some fucking, like, reform school, it also gives me Life 360 parent vibes. Yeah. And so it's, like, how are you comfortable with not knowing where they're taking your kid? So, like, some of them you do get to know because, like, you can visit, but most of the time you can't visit your kids. That is horrifying. Letters and mail are intercepted and read. So they know that the children Literally aren't like saying anything. Literally like a fucking prison. So they know that the children aren't saying anything like, hey, I, like, they hit me or something. Like, I need you to get me out. Like, they will intercept both sides. So they know the mom isn't saying anything to the kid and the kid isn't saying anything to the parents. Like, that's but, literally what they do in, like, prisons. Yes. These are prisons, but worse. For children. That's yeah, speechless. Yeah. So... When the patients arrive at the facility, it only gets worse, as you can probably imagine. Oh, yeah. Um, they're forcibly strip-searched and made to take a multi-staff supervised shower, which means, like, multiple people will watch them undress and take a shower. Which is literally, All like, adults, by the, the way. type of psychological shit that they used in prisons to break well, prisoners. And, like, yes, most of this stuff has parental permission, but also they're all minors. Which is and still like, illegal. And, like, anything, like like that where it's like nude or could be interpreted as sexual is illegal like even with someone's consent like like it's it's illegal illegal. yeah i don't care who you are it's illegal it's illegal how are they not don't know so how the fuck um personal clothes they were wearing were also stolen and new like uniform clothes were given now it's not necessarily a like traditional school uniform vibe for like every school but like, one of the girls in a wilderness program said they gave her, like, two pairs of pants, like, a big puffer jacket, like, things you would need to be outside. I think so it's that, not, it's not I've always, seen that girl's video, that yeah. sounds familiar. So it's not always, like, the, you know, school uniform where it's, like, a plaid skirt and a blue collared shirt or something. Yeah. Like, it's, you know, but they're given clothes that are not their own. Because um, they don't have any time to pack. Oh, yeah. Because they don't know where they're Obviously, going. Obviously. They don't know that these people are coming. They're getting kidnapped. Exactly. So. Imagine, okay, when you said that, like, that they can do it from a friend's house, can you imagine being that friend? And I watching? assume that they probably inform them at some point, but I don't know all the cases. Yeah. Because I'm sure there's some cases Well, because I've don't. also seen people who, like, are related to these people who have been taken to these reform mm-hmm. schools, and they're like, like, I know that they were sent there. But mm-hmm. I know that they're not okay, and, like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck to do about yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Which is, like, that would so, be yeah. terrifying. I think most of the time it's from their own home or their parents. Yeah. But, like, it, it depends. So, um, so now this is where the experiences begin to differ based on where they were sent. Because, again, there's different branches, like, all girls, religious, wilderness, so, you know. 
For example, a survivor of a wilderness camp shared how they were essentially tossed out in the woods with absolutely no shelter. Given a tarp and a string and rationed food that could only be prepared with a fire that no one was ever taught to make. So she said if they didn't know how to, if they didn't figure out how to make a fire, they wouldn't eat the food. That's So they'd live essentially horrible. in, like, groups, and they'd all have this one tarp and a string that you could put between two trees, and you'd have to make a fire with rationed food that you'd get every week. If you didn't make a fire, you didn't eat. You had to make it last for the whole week. Between, like, multiple people. Uh, Delaney's literally just jaws dropped. My, like... I have heard, like, because I've seen videos of people who have, like, survived these camps on TikTok, but I haven't done, like, in-depth research. This is so beyond anything that I could have, like, comprehended or guessed. Like, it's... Like, because I heard some stories, but I really didn't look that far into it. Yeah. And so, like, hearing this and also associating it with the other experiences I've heard... Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Fucking insane. Mm Mm-hmm. So, another survivor of a wilderness camp shared that she was forced to eat dirt, was denied a shower for four months, and denied water as punishment. That's awful. I don't know what the fuck else there is to say. Like, I don't know what the hell... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like, that's fucking abuse. That's literal... I I don't don't know know which camp this came from, but one of the videos I specifically saw... Mm Mm-hmm. There was a girl who talked about these different forms of punishment that she experienced, and there were some where she would, like, be, like, girls would literally, like, be forced to, like, be tied together because one of them was better. Nope, that is correct. Yeah. So if one of them was better or they didn't get along, you could tie them together. And then they'd be forced to, like, do everything everything together. together. Yep. Which is, like, weird. Yeah. Like, it's like a it's, it's psychological it, It's like the fucking, like, you know, parents are like, you have to wear, like, a get-along shirt, but, like, yeah. worse. <laughs> like, but, like, so, way worse. So much worse than that. Yeah, so that, yeah, I've seen, I've seen that video, too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was kind of wilderness camps. Another one from a wilderness camp is they have to be subjected to 12-hour-plus hikes. Um, yeah, I heard They had no that. idea where they were going, how long they were into the hike, Which when is... they'd be allowed to stop hiking. Can I say something? Because that's the shit that the Taliban does. Like, that's the shit that, like, the Taliban will take people, mm-hmm. and they'll force them to just march into the desert without knowing where they're going, without knowing if they're gonna survive or not. Like, that's the shit that's, that the literal Taliban does. That's what these people do. That is awful. So, like, and they were also talking about how they had, like, huge backpacks, and they showed pictures, because, like, some of well, them yeah. have pictures, and these backpacks are bigger than these little girls. Yeah, because, like, like backpacks... Huge. Like, I don't know if you guys, like, have seen backpacking backpacks. Like... But, like, when you force a child to carry those... For 12 12 plus hours? hours, Like... Like, people who go backpacking don't even carry it for that long. No. Because it's unhealthy to, like, put yourself under that much amount of weight for, like, continuously. So, one survivor shared that she would pass out from heat exhaustion regularly on these hikes and just be stared at until she regained consciousness and started walking again. Because they weren't allowed to touch each other. That's So the staff awful. could have helped her, but they didn't. Because if they're staff there, why the fuck would they? Yeah, exactly. Like, uh, so anyways, who works at so these they'd camps? Up, I just want to talk. I'll talk about some of that later. Which oh, is, shit. Well, because it's like, there's a different layer that you're not prepared for. Oh, so. God, I'm scared. So yeah, she would like literally pass out. Because she like had yeah. a thing with heat because from medication which that she made took. Sense. And so she'd pass out from heat exhaustion. And they would just look at her until she got up and kept walking awful which is like 
I've never passed out before, but I the have. thought of that is terrifying, first of all. I've passed out. Yeah, like, the thought it's of horrible. passing out, first of all, is terrifying. <sighs> like, from heat exhaustion, also terrifying, and, like, lack of hydration. And, like, I definitely, just... like, have issues with heat. Like, if I get overheated, I, like, don't do You're well. Out. Yeah. But, um, like, I haven't passed out from heat, which is good, because yeah. that's, like, awful thing to experience. But mm-hmm. I've, like, definitely passed out before. Um... I don't know exactly why I passed out, but I remember passing out when I was little, and I woke up, and my mom was, like, holding me, because... Helping you, like a normal fucking and person like, would. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine, like, waking up and just watching her stare at me and being like, what the fuck happened? Because it's, like, rocks and, like, grass. And, oh like, my god. Yeah, it's... Yeah. So, <sighs> there's just so much shit. So, this is just kind of not quite victim stories, but just, like, testimonies of things that have happened, or there. Like, yeah. So, parental contact was allowed roughly a week, once a week for very lucky people, aka, like, they got to talk to them on the phone, or yeah. they got to write letters or something like that, but that was only for very lucky people, or in, like, camps that did that, which was not very often. Um, and they one, were also probably monitored all the time. That is, yeah. So, one of the punishments that they would be subjected to was not being allowed to speak for days at a time. I've heard about that one. Um... Which is literally, like, forced into silence. Or, like, you're not allowed to communicate with people, yep. too. So, some of them allowed them to, like, write on boards to staff only. But, like, mostly it's no speaking, no communication whatsoever. And that's, like, isolation. But, but like... Another people. punishment was being oh. forcibly isolated in a similar fashion to I solitary confinement in prison. Which, which is the most I fucked up thing. Literally... Solitary confinement is... It'll do shit to people. No, like, literally. Like, it is the most inhumane thing that you can do. So, like, it's insane. And because, these like, are children. Like, I don't... Like, I hear people all the time who are like, Oh, I'd be fine in isolated... Like, solitary confinement or whatever. Like, there's because, a difference... Because, like, I'm introverted. There's a difference like, between being alone for a couple hours and being forced to, like, no human contact in a dark room for weeks yeah. and months. Like, because, there's like, a difference. I don't care how introverted you are. The, it'll do something. I, my stomach just dropped because Savannah has this window that, like, is to her backyard and her black dog just ran by it and my Get heart scared. dropped. I didn't make noise, but I'm so scared right now. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, this is fucking scary, isn't it? Oh my it? god. No, because I saw the black and all I could fucking think about was the Kidnapper. kidnapping. Yep. Oh, dear god. So yeah, they were, like, forced to be isolated in, like, separate cells and rooms. And, and like, like was... humans are social creatures like that's the whole like that, fucking point like oh my god yeah so they a lot of people also said they witnessed multiple suicides or suicide attempts while like in which the, fucking makes sense which like, is like also a traumatic thing to first of all like have suicidal thoughts and like it, you experience know, those yeah but like also like see people like either kill themselves or attempt to like that like, is a traumatic thing to see traumatizing um like, even if you don't directly see it, even if you just hear about it. It's, it's, yeah, because it's, a, it's fucking yeah. traumatizing. Yeah. So, That's awful. So, yeah. So far, not going so great. Um, another thing is they were, a lot of them were being made to keep, take care of animals or, like, clean houses, which, especially the animals thing was, like, really oddly common. Like, a lot of people said that they were, like, made to, like, help clean animals or take care of animals or, like, 
But they weren't allowed to, like, do anything fun, like, ride horses. But, like, yeah. one girl said they, like, clean, like, helped clean the horses or something. Which, to me, would be, like, a saving grace. Right, which is, like, which is not that bad, but it's just, it's, it's like, random. Like, especially <laughs> in a place like this where so much awful stuff is going on and then they're, like, go home yeah, with the animals. She, but, yeah, she was just, like, like, helped with the animals, but, like, she didn't get, like, ride, like, no, do like, it, like do ride the horses or anything. And one girl said she, like, was, like, had to raise a lamb. Or, like, raise a sheep or something? And I was like, uh, uh, what? Like, it was, like, very oddly common for people to, like, have something with animals there. Which is, like, huh. animals is nice. I love animals. But, like, why? <laughs> like, what the fuck? Like, I don't know, but, like, in my mind, I almost think people that that is a thing. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they're subjected to all of this, so maybe, like, even just something as simple as brushing a horse might, uh, yeah. might just be, like, relief. Mm-hmm. So yeah, now I'm gonna get into something and you're probably gonna get mad about it. And it's gonna be very it's just odd. It's weird. <laughs> takes she's taking off her rings and her earrings. Okay. okay. Here we go. So one woman, she was sharing her story later, and she's like married with kids now, so this was a while ago. But she said she was made to sign a quote chastity contract in order to leave the religious-based program she was at. Do you wanna hear all the shit that this included? Yes. This is where the other thing I said the group chat comes in. Oh, shit. <laughs> so, this included obligations before she turned 21. So, this is all, like, a contract. It was, like, before you turn 21, this is what you have to do. I'm already pissed. Which included Anyways. obligations such as, quote, only friendship dating, where there would be no sexual contact such as kissing or, like, legitimate sex in any relationships you might have. So, it wouldn't be an actual relationship, they said. They said you could spend a lot of time with this person. It was essentially like having a best friend of the opposite gender. So they said you could, like, hug each other and say, you're such a great friend. That was an example that they gave of something she was allowed to do. Um, This contract also stated that being in this relationship still didn't mean they could discuss marriage or even say I love you to each other. (laughs) Delaney's just shocked. I am about to, like, punch a bitch. (laughs) No. After 21, her obligations included any relationship must begin as friendship dating, but then they could officially decide to enter a courtship together. That was how they phrased it. They said if a courtship is worthwhile, you may pursue it. But courtships may only be, like, happen if the marriage is the end goal. Yeah. And that was only after you turn 21. Because that's what courting... Like, it, but, and obviously like, still no sex. <laughs> that is what she said to the group chat with no context. Just obvious, still no sex. <laughs> I really hope you all... Think. And I was like, I read this and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's the fucking weird... So she was leaving because she was like 18. Oh my god. And in order to leave, her and her parents had to sign this... Co- like Her and her parents? Yes! And her parents? Her parents. So she and her parents were made to sign a chastity contract. That's what it. That's what it's called. She showed just screenshots of this document, and I read it, and it's crazy. And it was like, in the name of Jesus, this is what you will do. That's fucked up. It, it's. Uh, I was like, what the hell? Well, cause like, I come from a religious background, and like things like courting, is something that I've heard about before, but not forced courting. But, like, only after you're 21, and only if marriage is the end goal. It was the fucking weirdest thing I've ever read. It was so weird. Uh, it, like, it was so. I weird. don't even know. Like I know what to be mad about, but I don't know. But you don't how even know to how be. to be mad about it. Oh my god! Isn't this wild? This is. It's more than you ever thought. 
I know. Oh my god. So that is something crazy that I was like. Also, the the way she was eighteen and they still made her sign that in order to leave. Yep. Oh my god. So, um, you know, that was a thing. More things, um, that happened at these programs. Forceful restraint resulting in injuries or death. Um, that happened a lot. Um, mirrors were not allowed in a lot of these facilities because they said it would either turn them vain or, like, the glass, like, to... Which I understand the glass. I understand the glass. Because in a lot of rehabilitation centers, like, or suicide treatment recovery centers, like... Like, actual mirrors that can shatter aren't allowed. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. But... No mirrors in general because a lot of them they were like they it said they also, they said it will turn us vain. That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Um. Now this fucking was weird. So higher level patients because higher level patients were a thing. So you could like level up essentially, and you'd be older or you'd have really good behavior. Um. That's weird. So anyways, they had to or like they'd been in the program yeah. or something. Had to watch and supervise lower level patients use the bathroom. So the staff would be like, hey, can you go watch her go to the bathroom for me? That's and, a- like, this girl said she was, like, super uncomfortable with it because it's, like, literal children. And so she said she would just, like, stare at the side of the door because she didn't, like, that's fucking yeah. weird. Like, she didn't want to watch a child go to- Take a shit. Like, it's, <laughs> it's fucking weird. So she was, like, like, they literally, like, had them watch. And I'm like, why? Like, what the literal hell? That's, like, it. Ha- that has to be another form of, like- psychological something abuse. right right because like first of all if you're the kid being watched that's fucking weird if you're the person being forced to like watch, watch it, that's them. like a whole other different type of oh my god because staff would also do it but they would also ask the higher level patients to like do it as well that's fucked which up. is like but they said they were like super so casual weird. about it like hey you know sarah because, can you go like it's like that's normal in yeah. this place which is crazy. which is so weird um Another girl shared a story of kind of, like, a sexual assault instance that happened, uh, where right when she got to the facility after the, like, forcible strip thing in the shower, um, she had a vaginal exam performed by male doctors without her consent. Oh, uh, God. Which, like, doesn't happen to a lot of people, so I don't know what the hell this was about, because this wasn't, like, normal. Like, this wasn't part of the thing. Like, so this, this just, just happened to specifically her. And, like, maybe other people, but, like, that wasn't, like, a normal part of the procedure. Um, That's And in weird. this instance, the victim was 14 years old. I could not imagine. Like, you've TikTok every, ticked off every single type of abuse. Yeah. Like, everything you can think of. Like, Physical, verbal, emotional, psychological, sexual. All, all of them. All of them. And somehow they're still up and running. Yep. Yep. So, yeah, the, like, the girl said she was, like... Like, actively saying, like, no, I don't want to do this. And her parents hadn't signed consent for that either. Mm-hmm. So she was, like, actively saying, like, no, I don't want to do this. And they said, it'll be bad. You'll be, like, this is bad behavior if you don't do it. And oh she wasn't God. even at the place yet. She was, like, she was scared to death. And, like, I just felt so bad for her. That poor girl. She said she didn't get out until she was 18. The trauma she... Oh, my... Yeah. So, no, these are kind of uh, more, like, specific victim stories. Uh, like... I won't yeah. go super in-depth into them, because it was just, like, they were featured in news clips or something. Also, there are so many specific victim stories out there that if we went into them all, it's... it would take forever. Again, 50000 a year. Yeah. Like, it's... Not all of them come back. Like... Yeah. Which is insane, <sighs> because how are they not shut down? You're gonna hear more shit later, and you're gonna be way more mad. <laughs> so... I... 
This guy is <laughs> not yet, but not yet. So this guy is named Theo Teddy Charles, and he's in his twenties now. Um, at the time of going into the program, he struggled with depression, anxiety, and suicidal thoughts. Uh, he fell into drugs and self harm, and he also ran away from home a lot. And his mother was really worried about him, so she ended up uh, putting him in this program called Cross Creek in Utah. So, on the day of his abduction, two big men forcefully wrestled him to the ground and took him after saying, again, you can do this the easy way or the hard way, but either way, you're coming with us. That's so weird to me still. So, yeah, again, this, these are oh, super Lord. expensive. So, for him, at least, it costs thousands of dollars a, mo- a month for his parents oh, to, my be, gosh. Like, to have him in the program, which is crazy to me. That is insane. Um, he said, once you get in the program, you essentially, quote, lose hope. Oh, um, baby. His mother was not allowed to tell anyone where she had sent him. Not just the location, but what. But like, what? Where, what. Program. Like, what even. Yeah. They were like, where did he go? And she was like, I can't tell you. That's weird. How did no one, like, report so, him fucking missing? Again, yeah, so the letters, their letters were back and forth, were constantly intercepted and read. And this was another one where the staff warned his mother that he was going to try and manipulate her to get her to bring him back. Oh, bullshit. Like... Yeah, again, uh, Mary Collins, she scared, She had just turned 13, and she was forcibly stripped and made to take a supervised shower by a male staff member. So Horrible. Again, like, 13. this girl shared something that freaked me the fuck out. Like, are you, this is, this is, I am this prepared. is it. Oh, this is, shit. This is, Hold this, on. Is, this isn't just it, but this is more. Like, this is, okay. I gotta prepare, guys. <sighs> like, I had just, like, relaxed. Yeah. I'm right. back. Here we go. So. She was at Cross Creek, that same place, um, from 2000 to 2001. So she said that at this place they had three-day-long seminars that were intense, quote, therapy sessions. Quote, unquote. Quote, uh, sure. um, To deal with each person's previous issue or reason to coming to Cross Creek. So the idea of this was to, like, forcefully, like, deal with it. So, like, um, be, like, encountered, encounter it and, like, aggressively deal with it. Yeah. Um... (laughs) <laughs> I'm not ready, but go so, on. So, Sarah said that they performed rape reenactments during these seminars on girls who had suffered sexual assault before coming there. Uh, Male staff would reenact the rape on the victim, and other present children were meant to yell terms like whore or slut during the performance. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not even kidding. That would, She said that would happen regularly. I don't know what to say. So these girls were just being raped again. Essentially. I mean, I assume that it wasn't, like, a full actual, like, penetration rape. Yeah. But. But the fact that they were reenacting it. So they would have a male staff member reenact these rapes or sexual assaults on these girls who were all minors. Like, I don't know what to say about that. Cause it's it. I fucking do. <laughs> Here we go. Like I know people who have been through like sexual assault. Yes. Cause like yeah. Like I have close personal friends that like, and I like the way they talk about shit like that. It's like if they went through it again, that wouldn't do shit to help it. It's not gonna help. It's it, not gonna fucking. Cause the whole idea, help. like also having the kids like yell like whore and slut at them was supposed to like it overcomes your fear of, like, judgment or stigma about it. And it's like, no, it fucking doesn't. That's, like, it trauma again. It. That's trauma again. Like. Because they're, like, if you experience because it, like. victims of sexual assault already relive it in their head. Exactly. That is so Isn't that the fuck? Like, that's the most fucked up thing ever. Isn't that crazy? Jesus. 
So she said that happened multiple times. Because, like, the whole idea of the, like, program, like, that three-day thing was to, like, confront it. And that's, that's not, not how you fucking, fucking that's not, like, it. that's not coming to terms with it, or, like, that's not helpful. That's not it. So, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that part was, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I literally don't know what to even say about it. No, like, because you can't, you can't be, like, okay, so we're, like, they arrested for this because they fucking weren't. No, they weren't. Very, very rarely are staff ever persecuted, or not persecuted, um, whatever the word is. Convicted. Convicted of, uh, like, anything. But if, if they do, it's mostly with deaths. Oh my god. So, like, if they do, it's never on abuse, really. Like. Which is insane. Because. Because again. Look at this. I <laughs> work at a children's camp where abuse is something that, like, is not taken lightly. Well, because it's fucking abuse. Like, it's not. Not something that's supposed to be taken lightly. Like. Oh my something, god. Or something that's, like regular like that's not a normal thing so yeah um i don't think my mouth has been closed like this, this entire, entire time um lord she said the same girl sarah dooley was locked in a completely empty cement room as punishment and we'd be punished more severely for moving or even speaking or singing in the cell so she would be like restrained in the cell if she did that something like that that's Horrifying. Um, no, this is so fucking mean. Staff would come in and say that her family had chosen to never come and pick her up, or that they told them that they didn't care about her. Which wasn't true, but they'd just come in and tell her that. Be like, hey, by the way, you know what her mom said to us today? That she hates you. That's what, like, that's what they would do. These are children. Like, they fucking believe that, yes. too. Yes. Yes. Because they don't know better. Like, And I when just... you're stuck in a place like this... You don't know what the fuck to believe. Exactly. You have no idea. Because your parents sent they here, I, sent you here, like... Like, I, maybe I, they don't care about yeah, me. exactly. Oh, my God. So, <laughs> remember how you thought this was going to be a light episode? <laughs> uh, well, I, not in that way, but yes. <laughs> but, yes. Um, so, this guy was a former staff, and they actually interviewed him. Oh, and shit. And he said that they, he just, like, got hired because he was, like, looking for a job anywhere. Oh, okay. And I don't know if he was, like, he said he was, like, something like a janitor. or He just, like, worked around there. Like, he wasn't one of the... Like, actual... But he said he was, like, he was, like, I knew morally something was wrong, but, like, the state had endorsed it and they were getting legal funds and, like, this was... How? Like, they were, like, passing every check and, like, it was... So I thought maybe this was okay. And so, like... Multiple survivors later stated that a lot of the staff were victims, too, and brainwashed as well. So, like, a lot of the staff was bad. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. A lot of that staff was fucked up. But because there's some no way something like this can run and not have, have someone yeah. who's, like, fully but knowing what they're most doing. Most of the founders were, like, the most bad people. There. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the staff members, like, multiple survivors have said, like, I know staff members that were also brainwashed. Like, this isn't yeah. just a This isn't just a patient thing. Yeah. Well, because, like, in a facility like that, you aren't going to get people that want to work there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. So, yeah. Okay, so now we're going to get into some other stuff. So, right in the beginning of the episode, I said that many children sent to these camps did not return home. Um, unfortunately, I will not be able to list each person who lost their life, but there are websites that do. Um, there are hundreds. Of these causes, a shocking and saddening amount are of restraint, suicide, neglectful causes, and death while attempting to escape. Along with, wait, uh, there's, I mean, 
pretty much anything you can imagine was also yeah. listed. You know, medical abuse and neglect and a lot. All so, the things. Yeah. Because in a place like this, So I'll just be talking fucked. about a couple that I think are notable or just kind of really shocking to me. Yeah. So, nine-year-old Jeffrey Bogret at the Jesus New England Center for Christ. Autism. And for dis- autism? Mm-hmm. They- yep. They fucking send their... So, he was nine years old, and in December of 1995, he died of restraint. Because he was nine. And he had autism. Like, <laughs> like, it's just, I, 14-year-old Ashley Saddix at the Echo Glen Children's Center in March of 1998 was found hanging. Um, 12-year-old Michael Ibarra Wiltsky at Eckerd Youth Alternatives in February of 2000 was sat on by a 300-pound staff member and died. As far as I know, the staff member was not prosecuted. Oh my god! I saw a video of one, I don't know the name of this guy, but he was... He threw his food at someone in the cafeteria. Like, ten staff members ran over and tackled him to the ground. He became unresponsive after a number of minutes, and they, like only called the police after he was dead. I'm not sure the name of that. That is insane. And nothing happens. Nope. No. Jesus. Um, Both 15-year-old Harry Tyrone Rutledge and 17-year-old Christopher Ladell Hill were run over by a train at the Azalway Boys Ranch in September of 2006. Oh my god! Both of them. Like, it happened at the same time. Horrible. Another kid was found on the train tracks one time. Like, there are so many. Um, Nine-year-old Josh Hansey was found dead in a hot car in July of 2021 at Roost Services. 2021. That was just over a year ago. Jesus. And he was nine years old. So, there are, as I said, a lot more. Um, if I listed every single one, we'd be here all day, but... Yeah. Uh, please go read their names and give them the recognition they deserve. Yes, Because uh, there are so many of them, and I would obviously love to, you know, talk about them. And list and talk about, like, literally all of them. Yeah, um, the, I just but... looked up, uh, it was a blog, so one of the things that they did was victims of the troubled teen industry, and if, literally, if you just look that up, it should be one of the, uh, first thing that comes up. It's called... A thousand places you don't want to be. So Yeah. Yeah, so that's that. Now, this is another death. Um, it stuck out to me a lot, and it was... I have no idea how they weren't legally prosecuted. So, I'm going to talk oh, about this. I, yeah, this is this is the more, like, legal crime type of shit. So, oh, shit. Here we go. So, this was um, the Integrity House incident, and this was an all-girls reform school. Okay. Again, kind of the same vibe. You know, they all live there. All the same shit. So, uh... The owners of this house were planning on taking the girls to a Christmas Eve outing to a cave in the desert. Uh, okay. So, which is like, okay. That okay. seems actually okay. like a nice thing for once, I guess. Yeah. Maybe. So, they went there, they crawled into the cave. But immediately, okay, I had to interrupt, because mm-hmm. immediately when you said cave, like, I know shit about some cave accidents, and, oh. It's bad. Like, immediately when you said that, my mind went to uh, the Nutty Putty Cave accident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh shit! Yeah, what's I don't about know to how many of you know about that, but like, 
I, like, want to cover that, but it would be, like, so quick. I don't even know how to make it an episode. So maybe we'll do something, like, mini episodes or something. Something. That would be cool. Yeah, there we go. Because then we could both do one or something. I don't know. Yeah, that would be cute. Anyways, (laughs) moving on. Anyway, so, yeah. So they were, they, it was, like, all girls and they're all teenage girls. So they all crawled into this cave. And it was narrow, like, super, super narrow. And, like, these were, like, what the girls who were there said later. Yeah. So they said it was barely big enough for people to fit through. Um, and, like, eventually a big open s- space was revealed. But they were either on a ledge or they were, like, walking down a very steep, like, wall or stairs or something. That is It was not, not safe. safe. <laughs> like, that gives ext- Like, I, I hate to mention it again, but mm-hmm. literally reminds me of Nutty Putty. Yeah, which is Because, like, for fair. those of you who don't know, like, this guy thought he was crawling down this one, like, part of the cave where it would open up. Yeah. But it was, like, barely big enough for him to fit through. And he got stuck, and it ended up not being the tunnel he thought he was in, and Mm -hmm. he literally got caught upside down and died. Mm Mm-hmm. Because fucking caves are scary Scary shit. shit. Like, I Mm -hmm. hate caves. Yeah. Sorry. So. Will not. Yeah. So, by the way, this was in 2002. That's kind of, like, irrelevant or whatever. (laughs) So, everyone was pitch black, and the only form of, like, Thing they had to hold on was yeah. they were holding each other's hands. Okay, so that's... They were, they were holding hands and they were on this, like, slope-type Le- thing. Ledge. Oh my god. That's... Okay, first of all, not safe, but also, like, it almost made that harder. Yeah. Because, like... Because <laughs> then your your hands aren't at use. Like, yeah. you're holding other people. That's terrifying. Um, suddenly, in the pitch-black darkness, someone hears a scream and a topple. Oh no. 17-year-old girl named Kylie Michelle... Jack Hayes fell from this ledge down a hundred feet. Oh my god. Um, paramedics were called, but when they arrived to the scene and climbed down to get her, she was already dead. So. That's awful. And she said, like, one of her best friends who was there at the camp with her said, like, she was scared and she didn't get scared. Like, she was scared, like, while they were there before she fell and she was like, Kylie didn't get scared. Um. That has to be another, like, form of torture. Like, so, by the way, modern day, let's skip ahead a couple years. Okay. That same cave, the Bloomington Cave in, like, somewhere in Utah, I'm not quite sure, is still open for exploration, but requires a permit from the Federal Bureau of Land Management to even go inside. Oh my gosh. Three headlamps per one person is recommended while doing this. Um, and during the Integrity House's trip, only three girls received flashlights, and each staff member had one. That means seven flashlights for a total of 19 people. Again, three headlamps for each one person is, like, the required or recommended amount. So they had no light. Oh my god. Um, a, like, staff member from this podcast that I listened to called Sent Away, they were from a news organization... And they, like, got a permit to go in there. Yeah. So they went and they explored with, like, a professional cave explorer. And so they were like, let's, I have three headlamps and it's still super dark. And they said, the limestone in the cave is mixed with an underground moisture thing. And it creates a weird mix of some kind of mushy sludge, making the cave very slippery. So the guy said they had, like, full training, like, hooked up gear and they were attached to the top of the thing. And they were, like, slowly going down and it was slippery. Three headlamps. So he, go, he turned off all his headlamps and he goes, I can't see my hand in front of my face. I have no idea what's happening. Like, it, he said it was, like, the and these girls thing. Seven had... flashlights for 19 people. Oh, and these were, like, not God. very good. Like, they weren't no. cave-exploring great flashlights. They were probably, like, shit flashlights. No, the 100%. Store. Like, so, 
that's like the like they shouldn't have gone there in the first place. Like I understand, like let's go see a cave. It's cool, but like, yeah, choose something safe. Go to like a so, cave that has like tours. I don't know. So like, yeah, again, paramedics were called, um, but she was dead at the scene. So the owner of the house, Daniel Taylor, still insists that the house had nothing to do with her death. Oh, and said that the medical examiner the who performed he said that he like said this in interviews. The medical examiner who performed the autopsy had said that it was, quote, no one's fault and claimed that she would have died regardless. He said- If she hadn't been in that fucking cave, she would have died. No. Anyways. He said she would have died regardless because her heart just stopped (gasps) and the fall wasn't how she died. That's not true. So he said that the medical examiner told him in the police force, he goes, the, pl- the medical examiner said that, like, she had, like, a heart condition, and, like, she would have died anyway. Which isn't fucking true. So, <laughs> these people from the podcast are great. They got the official, me- official medical and police report. Uh, she did not die of a heart attack or any other condition. They didn't- she didn't die of anything like that. Nothing heart-related or, like, an attack of some sort. Yeah. Because that has happened before at places like these, like yes. heart or like brain aneurysm or something. Nothing. That, that is not what happened here. She slipped and so fell to her death. So he literally said the fall wasn't how she died. Except it was. So I'm not even like that's word for word what he said. He wasn't like. I'm gonna punch it. a bitch. So goes, <laughs> the official police report officially says that Kylie died from quote lacerations to the liver and blunt trauma, aka the literal fall. Because lacerations yeah. is like the I don't know how to explain <laughs> that like. If you fall and like, it it messes it up essentially. Girl just <laughs> shook her hands <laughs> so wildly. So, it's basically like your organ in your body moves around and it gets like, like cut gets, up. Yeah, so it's bad. Yeah. So, but she died from lacerations to the liver and blunt trauma, aka the literal fall. Like the fall killed her. There's no way you can say it. Didn't. The literal fall. Literal. If she like, hadn't been in that fucking cage, she, she would be alive. She'd be alive. And, but, like, while those news reporters were in the cave, they, like, dropped a rock. Yeah. And so, like, just to hear how silence for, like, a while, and then it hit. And I felt oh, so bad no. for her. But. Also, can you imagine me, those other girls in that cave, in the pitch dark, hearing a scream? Green. Yeah. And then, like, nothing, and then a thud. Yep. Like, it was, I, That I is felt, horrific. Because they interviewed, like, people who were friends with her later, and they were just, like, it was... I just can't even imagine. But that was, like, another big one. Because, like, that shouldn't have happened. No. Like, if you would have taken one second to look at safety regulations or gotten flashlights or, like, noticed that this cave was not safe for a bunch of random teenage girls to go in, she would be alive. Like, there's not, like, there would be no sense. It's stupid. That's awful. She shouldn't even have been, like, in the troubled youth industry in the first place. Like, because this shit shouldn't exist. (laughs) Exactly. Like... So many degrees of, like, she, this shouldn't have happened. So, yeah, that's about all I'm going to talk about for, like, the deaths. But there yeah. are so many. Like, and it's if you just do a simple search, you'll find, find more. It, yeah. Um, so this is kind of about, like, the legal and, like, social advocation that hasn't really gone anywhere because... Which is bullshit. So, yeah. Um, Breaking Code Silence is an organization made by tw- in 2013 by survivors of the TTI, t- Troubled Teen Industry... They advocate for the shutdown of the program, um, and the public face of this organization is Paris Hilton, a popular American celebrity and media personality. She came out as having been abused at Utah's Provo Canyon School in the 90s. Uh, How did I not know that? 
It's like it's been pretty famous. She did it in like a whole documentary and stuff called This Is Paris. Oh, but... I did know that. Yeah. I it's... just like forgot. <laughs> yeah. Ignore me. So some examples of her experience she gave included being forced to sit in a chair and watch the wall all day long while being hit or screamed at. Oh my god. Which like Jesus Christ. Like that's just weird. And she oh, also said God. she was given unknown medication. Like, they wouldn't tell her what it is, but it, like, sedated her. So she said she'd get drowsy and dizzy after That's taking it. terrifying. Which like, is I literally, scary. I literally watched, like, a psychological thriller movie where they did that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like, movie it's, shit. Like, that's not normal. Um, but yeah, Paris sharing her experience paved a road for more legal action against these schools as she had a large public platform. Breaking Code Silence advocates for the shutdown of this industry, but also serves as a way to heal for victims of the countless instances of abuse and trauma they went through. So as there's a huge movement should. of, like, hashtag Breaking Code Silence on TikTok. Yep, um, I've seen and that. And so they've talked about it a lot on, you know, TikTok, Instagram, news reports. And although it's getting more media traction, this legal ramifications have gone pretty much nowhere. There are still hundreds How? of schools up and operating in Utah and around the states. They're still bringing in billions of dollars, and it needs to end. How? So, I don't. That is the troubled teen industry. I can't comprehend. Isn't it crazy? How? Like I just like I can't even under like. There's so much shit that happened, and like I scratched the surface on this. Like there are hundreds and thousands of more stories that people have to tell. And, like, I would highly suggest doing some of your own research into this and, like, just going on TikTok and looking at that hashtag. Yeah. Because there are so many people that are sharing their stories, but, like, it's just insane. And I have no idea how so many of these schools aren't shut down. How, in the same country that, like, will easily shut down, like, a daycare Mm -hmm. for, like, having a few things that were, like, against code, Mm -hmm. they'll shut that down. Not this. But this exists. It's, it's just wild to me. And, like, the fact, like, the shit that went on in here is appalling. Like, this, like, the type of shit that happens there is the shit you hear about that, like, goes on in, like, Pakistan. Like, it's not... Like, that's a level of torture that the Taliban uses. Yeah. And that's the type of shit that America gets angry about. Mm-hmm. So how and I would like is it happening to here? just reiterate that like these children, like these are children, like not all of them are teens. Some of them are as young as nine, nine. years old. Like people, kids who are nine have died, and like all the way up to eighteen. Like it's, it's just, ugh. I can't even like comprehend it. Literally, I can't even like, like I don't know how to speak. <laughs> I know because isn't it the most wild thing? Because it's like. I have all of the information on what happened, but I'm completely powerless. <laughs> yeah, because in being able to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we'll try to put a like res- link or resource in our bio, or like in our stories to kind of um, any, any petitions we can sign about something that yeah. helps shut this down because this is not okay. No. And the very least of words I could put that into, not okay. Not good. Very bad. But. I. (laughs) Like, I don't even know how to, like, because normally I, like, I have stuff that I want to talk about. But there's nothing. But, like, there's nothing I can. But literally hit, like, all of the types of abuse, all of the, like, there's, there's no way it's just inhumane. Like, it's not. And it's, like. I don't know why it hit me just now, because I knew some things about this, but, like, 
I'm sitting here listening to you talk, and I'm like, that could happen to someone we know. Yep. Like, yeah. literally, one of our friends could just be gone tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Because it happens way more often than you think, because parents are essentially tricked into bringing their kids there. Some parents aren't necessarily tricked, but they... But they yeah. want to send their kids yeah, it's, there. It's just... Like, I... <sighs> that's awful. So, yeah, I would highly suggest doing your own research, but, um, that was the troubled teen industry just barely scratching the surface i know that like we like i don't i just want to have a way to talk to someone that can do something about this Mm -hmm. yeah because it's insane yeah like how has someone in power not done anything because people have you know tried to pass bills and stuff but like it's not really there's not much traction but how because all this shit, and it's, like, it's insane. Like, how do they see this? How is their information readily right. available, and people who have survived this telling you that this has happened, and you aren't doing anything? Like, whatever. Yeah. And normally, like, anybody who tries to legally, like, do something against them is, like, shut down. Like, they will stop, like, not go farther with it, because it'll, like, they will not win. So. I literally don't understand how they don't win. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh it's my just, god! It's like it's too powerful of a. <gasps> yeah. So. Can we uh, refresh <laughs> on how this literally started with a cult? Yes. Like how is this? Uh, how is th- how? 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 And how is it still happening? How has it been happening for this a long? A cult that was shut down in the first place. The like secondary form of it was like investigated by Congress and was. Proved to be using brainwashing tactics. And everything else was modeled after that. And they're like, this is cool. Good job, guys. This is good. This This is is great. We're gonna fund this. We're really helping. This is really helping our environment. Thank you, guys. This This is, is, like, really positive energy. I feel like it's just Like, I think that is just, like, helping our world become peaceful. Peaceful. It's just, it's doing so much good. Oh, my God. (laughs) (sighs) All right. So, well, now immediately <laughs> I am going to go yell at someone or something. I don't know how. I, I'll find She'll just way. yell. Anyway. Guys, I'll go into the street and literally just scream. <laughs> so if you hear me, I apologize. <laughs> so if you hear me, hear us anywhere you are in the world. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, go follow us on Instagram. You know, subscribe to any of our, like, Spotify, you know, Google Podcasts. Yes, do that. Anything. I'm still over Give here us struggling. a rating. Um, and get mad about this and find a way to do something. So, yes, please. Thank you guys. Bye. All right, bye.